This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Yeah, horny stuff. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're tackle out and being hunted like the white devils we are as we watch spine 415 of the Criterion Collection, Cornell Wilde's The Naked Prey from 1965. But first, RJ. Yeah. You, know, you see all that fog we had? Did I it's see foggy. fog? Yeah, did you see any fog? In I your, did see uh, some fog, actually. Yeah, There's also some, some other stuff that starts with an F also. Oh, oh. Farts. <laughs> what did you I think see. I was going to say? Well, you know, a couple things you might have said. Like, oh dear. No, I'm not problematic in any way. This is a character for a podcast. That's right. That's right. You know that. You know that. Well... RJ, finally, yeah. I mean, people, they, they tune in, first of all, to listen to the weather update Yes, for a place that which they do not live. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, let, let, let me tell you, folks, it's been uh, How hot unseasonably is it? warm. How warm uh, is it? In Creepsville, but it looks like winter is on the horizon. I don't know about winter necessarily in the traditional sense. I, I think there's not going to be snow still, but it is going to get wow. very, very cold. The, the the little infographic I'm looking at right now indicates Sunday and Tuesday for snow. But this is but yes, but this has been a pushback a little bit because uh, this was supposed to start on the weekend, but it seems like uh, there's a warm front uh, that's Fuck holding you. back the cold for another couple days. But by Wednesday, uh-huh. when uh, when a person might be having to start their shift early at a Pizza Hut or something like that, yes, they didn't get yeah. laid off. Um, well, unmercifully by unmercilessly by the uh, CEO. Yeah. Uh, they'll be going in at a nice cool minus fourteen before wind chill. Oh really? Yeah. Really. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Well, I mean that's uh, that is pretty fair. That's pretty cold. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I don't it's know. Going from going from plus nine on Christmas Day or whatever. Well, fucking uh, Al Gore. This is all his fault. Sorry. I've said we this. Mi- we're not going to be acclimated. But see, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then it's cold. Yeah, it will be. Uh, we've got another like five days of okay weather. And then it will be actual winter time. So drink it in, folks. Drink it in. <laughs> A bunch of horse shit, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, I'm looking out. Oh, RJ. Yeah. Uh, by next weekend, we're going to be at like. Two to four centimeters, one to three centimeters, one to three centimeters. Uh, yeah. Shit. We'll see. We'll, Absolute we'll... horse shit. Absolutely. You know I mean? How's um, how's your uh, sabbatical going? It's about, from, uh, from the hut. From the hut. Well, as everyone knows, the the union at the hut is incredible. So lots of um, 
lots of un- uh, union time, lots of uh, <laughs> mandatory holidays. You know what I mean? It's oh. kind of like the French. That, that might be news to Pizza Hut. <laughs> well, it might be news to them, but uh, let's just say, let's just say we, I got it under control. Okay. So when you when you get back to slinging those pies? Ah, uh, next week. That's 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 living the dream. Couple more days, my man. Couple more days, but you got to remember, I went all the way to Christmas Day slapping so did, pies. Well, technically, I would have too. But I had yep. a couple of days extra, extra. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people order pizza on uh, Christmas Eve. Oh, did you know that? I bet they do. I bet they do. A lot of people ordering pizza on Christmas Eve because they don't want to cook. The next day is all cooking, anyways. Um, do you have a Christmas Eve dinner, Jarrett? That is traditional. Not anymore. It used Not to be Chinese, anymore. right? Yeah, but the, the Chinese food in this town sucks, and it's unreliable, and it's a huge pain in the ass ordering now. So it's just done and over with. Now it's just yeah. like appetizers and stuff like that. So it is unreliable, and uh, nope. I know last four or five years I I was trying to get it for New Year's Eve, and uh, it was just such a such a hassle. I didn't even bother anymore this year. But uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure what's changed, but uh, I guess everyone has the same idea. At some point, though, you think that everyone will. Like, just stop, and then these places will be like, "Oh, what's going on?" Probably not. <laughs> That's not how anything works. I mean, maybe uh, we didn't do it this year, but the last couple of years, the Chinese was always so busy. We got Indian food, and we had we yeah. got that like immediately. It was like called, and they're like, "It'll be ready in fifteen minutes," and you're like, "Holy shit! All right, yeah. I'll be there, man." Oh, yeah. Will it? Will it be cooked? Uh, that wasn't part of the deal. Right. It'll be ready in fifteen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's a new thing they're trying where you finish it at home. Say, listen, we'll we'll get the chicken half cooked. You just gotta make sure to uh, microwave it when you get home. And you say That's no right. problem. Yeah, it's gonna do that anyways. And they wink at you. Yeah. Little, uh, wink. So any uh, any big appetizers you had on Christmas Eve? Pigs in a blanket. Per, no chance. No, it's like uh, egg rolls, I think, and um, wings. Char- charcuterie. Yeah. What what did you do for New Year's Eve? Uh, we made pizza. Okay. In- instead, um, which uh, I mean, we were we were trying to figure out something because, like I said, I I was really trying to make Chinese food happen the last five six years because we did it once like four year five years ago and it was wicked, and then after that it just got so busy and like just couldn't do it anymore and I was really bummed out so. Uh yeah we uh we made a little pizza pie and that was fine but in my heart I wanted Chinese food you know what I mean right mm-hmm. yeah and what about you Mr Duncan and your New Year's did you go out on the town living it nope. up <laughs> uh Kim and I played Warhammer with each other yeah you guys don't like have separate groups that you play with like different like you know what I mean keep things well, nice we're, and we're... clean. We're we're learning. We're learning the game. It's a new one. But what if cool. one of you gets mad because of the gameplay? Is that going well, to affect that... your relationship? I don't think so. You know what I mean, though, right? Like, well, what do you mean? Like, what if what if you you make an illegal move and then she like calls you out on well, it I, and she gets really well, mad? Do... Well, that happens all the time. We're we're used yeah. to it now. Yeah. But it's not going to like affect your relationship deeply. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. I just, I don't know. Do you, do you, do you and Andy ever? Do you have like a second controller for you two to play together? 
Uh, she played one game with me one time. Um, but, yeah. Uh, she's not. She's not really into the video games. She. She's like you. Uh, you have. She says you have your fun with your video games. And uh, mm-hmm. I'll see you later. And I said no problem, man. And I go. I hit her with the peace sign. And then mm-hmm. uh, she leaves me be. We play um, board games together sometimes, like card games and things like that. Okay. What happens when you cheat? You get called out on it. I don't get called out because I'm really good at it. Right. At cheating, that is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you're not gonna catch me, friend. Mm-hmm. I, I have real, no, no tells. It's a real sleight of hand. You ever seen this? Did you see what? Happened? No. Yeah, so that's not gonna happen. But uh, yeah, what was I talking yeah. about? What were you talking? I don't about? know. Uh, not much. I mean, yeah, so give us some gaming. It was like a an evening of gaming. Uh, to the point where it's like, oh. There was uh the the midnight has passed. Oh, you're so deep into the game that you didn't even yeah. realize it passed midnight. It was only by like I think five or eight minutes or something like that. Yeah, and it's like oh, there it is every time. Were you uh drinking some white claws or some uh white no. Russians or anything like, no. or other white based drinks? I did not feel like a just some some diet uh soda, but no, yeah, it wasn't like a it wasn't a drinking night. It rarely mm-hmm. is, I think, for old folk. Old people, yeah, that's right. For old folks. I mean, I mm-hmm. had a couple of cold ones. but uh, bro- Broken down piece of meat. Yeah, Andrea had some sparkling apple juice. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Someone gave it, that to us this year, and uh, she's like, ooh, she's like, I'll drink that. Yeah. And she did. And uh, she said it was pretty good. Excellent. And uh, that's what we did for our New Year's. Yep. Fantas- fantastic and there was that's, no... that's not that's most people i think i think people should uh not do much oh, we just i, I think i think it's overhyped yeah. people people get like real into it the, yeah. the this so-called festivity of like i don't know setting themselves up for disappointment i feel i mean i when i was a younger man i used to go out and do all the going out things for new year's but uh eventually i can't remember i don't know five ten years ago maybe not ten but like over five years ago, I was like, man, there's a pain in the ass going out on New Year's. There's no way to get home. Everywhere's yep. packed. It's so busy. Yep. You can't do anything. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, you're kind of like, this sucks. You'd rather just stay home and not order Chinese food. Hey, if it was easier, it would be done. I know. There's I know. A, there's a, there, I'm sure there's always Indian though, RJ. There is. There is. It's always there. It's always there. So, uh, we didn't do it this year, but maybe next year we'll get Indian food again. Mm. Or any any day of the week. Any night of the week you could get it. I mean, we get Indian food like once probably every six weeks. There you go. I'd say I wouldn't say every month because I think that's a little bit much, but I'd say once every six weeks. Probably what it is. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, any other any uh, New Year's resolutions for you there, Jerry? No. You're not... Uh, you're not striving to be more horny this year, like uh, no. your friends at CBS. Uh, no, I will. I'll leave that to the the Rob Eagles. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, he's a Star Trek guy, hey. He hasn't brought it up, so I'm not sure. Oh, uh, okay. How he where he falls if he's a Trekkie or a Trekker. Uh, well, I just feel like the new Trek's brand of horniness probably uh, appeals to uh, a lot of people. You know what I mean? Apparently. 
Yeah. But much much beloved. But we'll talk about that later. Yes. Because um, it turns out Star Trek's not done with us yet. No? No. Oh no. Oh, oh no. no. Hey, what's oh, this I'm hearing of what what's this I'm hearing about uh the Kingpin? Vincent Onofrio? I don't know. Where did you hear this? Well, I, I saw some guy named Barnloaf yeah. on our Discord. The what? Uh, share a, a screenshot of a headline from IGN.com. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, Marvel producer says Kingpin will be the Thanos of the street-level MCU. And I went, wow. Wait, what's wow. Discord, Jared? RJ, if you don't know, you'll never find out. Oh, interesting take and you can uh... be on it oh okay so you can you can be on it you can be on it i'm not telling you what it's about you should just be you should just do it well how does one get on to well if you go if you go over you go over to patreon you know about that you hear about Mm patreon.com that's news to me too it's a great way to spend money and you get sometimes something in return i don't know really the feeling of accomplishment oh wow a, a good deed Filled, uh, filled, filled the personal coffers of podcasters, uh, content what, creators. What's content? Uh, I mean, it's, it's the sh- it's shit. It's shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what it is. Like this, that which you that which you are listening to, dear listener. Mm-hmm. You hop on Patreon. You look up Criterion Creeps. You and sign up. You pay a dollar, maybe more. Maybe more. Yeah, and you get you get past that. Uh, that wall, that garden wall, and you'll find mm. a link. Maybe I might have to re-upload it. You never know. You just ask. I'll send mm. it your way. And then you, too, can find these sweet scoops. These, and, uh, these incredible um, things happening in our world. Like um, guys like what? making Mickey, Mickey Mouse slashers. Oh, yeah. Uh, low, weird low-effort letterbox reviews that are immediately liked mm. for that mm-hmm. very reason. Um, you can see, uh, shoes you could have sex with. Excuse me? You, you could see, uh, plates of food. Okay. Only one, only one plate of food. You can see Garfield. Oh, interesting. Wesley, Wesley Willis. Are you a Garf man? Um, uh, Vulcan, Alberta. Oh, wow. Is that where Spock is from? I think so. I think so. Oh, uh, oh wow. what 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 RJ has been playing? Oh, interesting. Not sure if people would be interested in that. You know what I mean? Well, if they're not, I mean, the Criterion Creeps Discord is not for them. Oh wow! Oh, what's Discord? We, we we've talked about this already, RJ. Oh, we have. Oh, no, it's... is that a good thing? Uh it's it's it exists. It exists. Oh, okay. Whatever it is. Yeah, existing is cool. I've I've heard. Yeah. yeah, but I mean that's a hell of a thing to look forward to. This street level MCU action. Oh wow, yeah, that's huge, isn't it? For the for the remaining Marvel fans out yeah. there. Hey, what about the the release of the episode titles for uh, Star Trek Discovery season five? That was big oh. news. Ah, that's pretty significant. Don't sleep on that, man. That was that was big big news. Huge. Some have said huge. Huge, yeah, huge. Some have said, yeah. So that's huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's not a lot of news lately, here. 
Oh. What? There's not what? a lot of news lately. I mean, we're in we're in the wall here. Well, I'm in the wall still. Yeah, it feels like you're in a wall. The post Christmas wall. Sleep sleeping until eleven in the morning. In the morning, you. Holy hell! Yeah, I've you'll, never. You you look more tired right now than you usually do. How tired do I look, Jared? <laughs> like, like a bag of shit. Oh well, that's what I was going for, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was what I was going for. <laughs> that, so that, cool. that, 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 that was the goal, so mission accomplished. I've never tried to look good, you know what I mean? Oh, I've seen those pictures. Which ones? I've seen the OnlyFans account. Oh, the white pants pictures. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody asked for feet pics, and uh, I, I never uh, I never posted any, so yeah. that person's probably disappointed, hey? But if, there, uh, if, there, if there's demand for it, there's money for it. So what I'll say is Venmo, me and Jerry, extra dollars, and then maybe the feet pics will come. Right? Jared will even send a foot pick in there. And nobody's seen Jared's feet in 30 years. That's true. Have Have you ever not worn a sock? Do you wear socks to bed? I do not. Okay. Because that's where they're covered, under a blanket. Uh, have, have you had your bare feet visible to anyone in the last, like, 10, 20 years? That's between me and my feet. Oh, okay. Interesting. You ever go swimming? No. Uh, if you did, would you wear water shoes? No. You wouldn't wear wear water shoes? What if you step <laughs> on a rock? That's fine. I, 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 I uh, get what I deserve if I do that. If you step on a rock? Yeah. Okay. I mean, sounds like a hard way to go, but all right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so RJ, you want to you want to hear our one email? Uh, yeah, sure. I didn't know it was emails because it's it's the beginning of the month. Oh, is it? We, yeah, we got one email. Is it one email from one email? It is not. No. It's Oliver Granger. Holy shit! With an email entitled "Bronze Spider Cop." Oh. I like the great jizz deconditioner. Heard yeah. stories of the last episode of Berlin being crazy. Man, mm-hmm. it really didn't seem that out of step with the show, apart from the modern music. Most of the scenes were foreshadowed in the show. What a disappointment. <laughs> Cinephiles are so wrong with their take on this one. Mm-hmm. How do you justify watching a dude beat his girlfriend to death every 20 minutes for 15 hours? That's not an exaggeration either. Sometimes it's, it's even rem- less than 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. If it's to remind us that Franz is a bad guy, it's so unnecessary. Mm. We know he is a bad guy because he acted like a bad guy the whole time for the 15 hours we watched him. Mm-hmm. Also, have you spoken about Sony's two Spider-Man cartoons? The Miles movies. Miles is the black one. Oh, that's good. Great clarification. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. I was very confused. Um, the yeah. first one was great, and we just rewatched the second movie. And even though the second movie was almost entirely setting up the third, I probably liked it even more. Oh, huge! Literally. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. We've seen that. We've seen that Spider-Man. Yeah, we that were the first one. We were, we were big, uh, big fans. Yeah, 
I was like, man, I think this is RJ's review. Uh, live action is dead. R.I.P. Live action. Uh, yeah. Cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, first very enthusiastic. movie. The first movie is really wicked, and I I did I've... see the second is on Crave. <laughs> But oh, everything everything's out now. Everything yeah, is out. Got, but we, I, I you and me are doing this fucking thing right now that is keeping us from watching all this premium content. Yeah, yeah. We got to make sure Will Martin it listens. Well, he's the only one keeping our X account alive. He's interacting. That's true. With every post. And, yeah, yeah. He's thirty three percent of our listenership. Of yeah. Our, uh, of our great endeavor at this point. Well, I mean, we're almost through, to be honest. Well, I I just want to say that uh, the the show has not recovered in listenership since the Berlin Alexander Platz episodes. Well, and, uh, it's really a derailed things. People I... saw it as an opportunity to jump off, maybe because they disagreed heavily with it, or they're like four episodes straight of this crap, and mm-hmm. then they and one month and they're like, I don't need to go back. I don't need to listen to these buffoons anymore. Not like this, not like this. Uh, see, I I feel like it's it's hindsight now. But what we should have did is we should have just watched all fifteen, taken two weeks off, did one episode an hour long, covered a, each one of those episodes for five minutes each. Episode okay. one, this happens. Bam, bam. Episode two, this happens. Bam. And yeah. then that was that was that was, that was never going to happen. I know, but I feel like maybe that would um people would have liked it more, you know. They might have, or they just wouldn't have cared anyway. Like most, like most how things. they don't now, anyways, either, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah I understand. Yeah, no, I've, uh, yeah, the, that first uh, Miles Morales Spider Man was uh, really nice, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean to see the second one. But I think the thing that did kind of put me off was finding out, oh, it is part one, and I'm like, do I do I roll this way, or do I wait? Or do you wait? You Not going wait. anywhere. It's right, it's right nope. there. Nope. It's right there. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I remember a lot of people were bummed out when they announced it was part one, like, at its release. And they're like, oh, oh, and they're like, oh, should we wait now for the other one? And it's like, well, I don't know, man. Like, Back to the Future was like, uh, had an ending like that, right? And that was very advertised on the internet at the time, right? It was. Um, I don't internet? know if it was. The internet? Yeah. It's on the it's on the internet. I think it was on the internet. What is it? A, a lot of things are on the internet. Like what? Uh, what kind of stuff do you look at it on the internet? Horny Star Trek stuff. Oh wow. Oh, so just basic Star Trek then. What's basic Star Trek at this point. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Run of the mill Star Trek. Pretty, pretty like normal, man. <laughs> Stock. Is it? Well, that's great. Let's just keep rolling. We okay, RJ. We okay, RJ. Yeah. What what you been creeping on this week? I watched like ten movies this week. Holy fuck! Well, tell me about it because I didn't watch any. Uh, I watched a, a a lot of rewatches. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been on like there's a a theme. You're watching all the 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 pretty boy movies. Well, that's not what the theme and, was. And, well, you got those. Well, you've jumped around a little bit though. Yeah. You've so been, well, because uh, first it let a little. This is the first. It was a little bit of a uh, Dave Fincher. Uh huh. Dave Finch. Um, 
and uh, then you uh, hopped about, and you're like, oh, a little bit of Brad Pitt, and then you're like, oh, you know what, I want, I want a little bit more uh, Jake, uh-huh. and then, uh, yeah, well, you tell me more about it, RJ. Well, so... You- you wanted some mysteries? You wanted some serial killers in your life? You yeah. Know? Well, Andy and I have kind of had our fill of uh, true crime stuff because we've basically watched it all. Like, Are you I... like, so, I mean, what I'm imagining is like, I mean, maybe this is the state of you because, I mean, you're staying up late. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, your face is like, you're looking very pale, these like sunken dark eyes. And it's like, are you guys uh, goths now? Are you guys uh, like getting the razor blades out and like drawing blood and drinking each other's blood while watching serial killer stuff? No, because you know I don't like germs, so I would never do something like that. Well, I mean, this could be the new you. You I mean you did talk about your uh, New Year's uh, resolution? So. Oh yeah, my New Year's resolution is to vampire. Be goth. It's to be, become be, a vampire. Be, be a vampire. It's to be a vampire. Well, yeah. You're you're well. You're on day three, and I think it's Am working. Am I doing good? It's working well for you. What if I have you ever seen the Dracula, like the Widow Peak, like where it's like right in the middle, kind of like this, Jared? You ever seen one? Yep. You ever seen one I, of those? I'm I'm very familiar. I think everyone does uh their own little Dracula after a shower when their hair is long enough at some point in their life. I could I could slick it back too. I feel like Dracula <laughs> would have slicked back hair, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of the front the front swipe, I think it'd be slicked back. Anyways, we were watching uh, mystery thrillers for a while mm-hmm. here. Yeah, uh, we still are. I got a couple more. I want. Uh, we we might watch, but um, slamming down. Yeah, I don't know. We we were you like a... those. Af- you like those Afflicks. You like those Gyllenhaals. <laughs> you like those pits. You like those. You like that atmosphere. Well, what else is there? I, actually, I find found the the most commonality is Morgan Freeman. He is in so much of this shit. Like, a bunch that we haven't even watched yet. And, like, I don't know if I will, but, like, there's, like, Along Came a Spider and... Uh, oh, don't watch it? that. No, I, I'm not. I'm just saying Morgan Freeman is in a ton of fucking mm-hmm. mystery thrillers. Like, mm-hmm. he's the he is the thread that connects these things more than anything. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we're watching a, a whole lot of mystery thrillers. Uh, we watched Zodiac, which um, I think every one of these was a rewatch for me. And Andrea had seen a couple of them. Uh, but not all of them. So uh, she hadn't seen Zodiac, and she was on board with that. Zodiac uh, still holds up pretty well. Yeah, pretty yeah. well. Yeah, Zodiac's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. There. Uh, I don't the have recre- any. Those the the recreations of uh, old Zodiac. Yeah, those are really good. And uh, fuck, what else is there? I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal is really good in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Zodiac's Zodiac's a good. A good little movie. Like, seeing it now, like, I don't know. I think maybe with all of the the true crime, like, uh, Netflixing of all of these documentary things, I feel like Zodiac was one that um, escaped from this just because this movie exists, probably. Like, because I don't think there is a Netflix Zodiac one. Not yet, at least. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Uh, but, yeah, Zodiac's really good. Um, it's long it doesn't feel long though the only time it feels long is when you hit about two hours and then you look and you're like oh shit there's still like 30 minutes mm-hmm. left you're like oh god damn uh the only thing i would say is you could maybe cut a little bit of um jake gyllenhaal researching his book out like uh mm-hmm. when he's at the other guy's house that might be the zodiac and stuff like that which i mean oh, it adds to the mystery oh, of who zodiac yeah no is. that 100 that is definitely the one that, scene i always think needed. about of like being because like, well it's supposed to be like this almost like artificial creepiness yeah and you're like 
well, he's fine. <laughs> it's like he writes the like he's gonna mm -hmm. be fine, guys. He he no one no one talks about oh yeah, I remember when oh, it's the guy who wrote the what's his name? Richard, uh who wrote the book. Uh Robert? Yeah, Robert. I think something? it's Robert uh Robert Baylog or something. Bob like Big? Bob yeah. Baylog? It's something like that, yeah. I think it, I think it's Robert. Robert Graysmith. Graysmith, yeah. Yeah, so Robert Graysmith, yeah, he's he didn't get killed by some well, rando folks. I, He'll be fine. I don't know if it's like I, I think there's that, but I think more than anything, how it plays off to me now is it. It's just like, well, could this guy have been the, the Zodiac? And it's like nobody knows who he is, and like that's what it is. And it's like, could he have encountered him? And like, I don't know. I, yeah, like you don't feel like Jake Gyllenhaal's in trouble at all. He's just uh, after he's watching. Just there. It, have, you, have you been like going around going? Uh, hurdy gurdy man actually <laughs> andrea she didn't tell me this like so um her phone is connected to uh like uh her car's bluetooth and the next day we had to we were driving to like her sister's or something like that and uh we started driving and um i was driving and then i wasn't looking at the radio and it was like and i was like huh I was like, what the fuck? I was like, is this on the radio? And she's like, no, I had it on. She's like, I thought the song was fun, so I added it to my thing. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> she scared the shit out of me, Jarrett. Yeah, you thought Arthur was in the car with you? Well, I was like, is the Hurdy Gurdy Man here? I was like, well, because I know that's like a radio song, but I was like, the timing of it, it was so uh, so recent. Or I don't know. Anyway, she scared the shit out of me. I was like, I was like, don't do that. What, what did you think was going to happen? I thought he was there. I thought that guy from the Drew Carey show was was there with me. Yeah. And he, Lay down your stomach. And he was ambidextrous or something. And I was like, ah. what about uh, in his watch? Uh, yeah, the Zodiac. Uh, Zodiac watch. But uh, yeah, that's the, some that's some that's some daylight horror. That is daylight horror. Yep, yeah, that is daylight horror. Uh, I'd say one of the biggest things about Zodiac that um. Andy picked up on was because we were watching all these actual true crime docs, like, uh, or not actual because Zodiac did happen, but like the docs of like the actual people and events and things like that. And um, Zodiac really uh, influenced and inspired a lot of people because uh, we were watching is like, oh yeah, because uh, Andrew's like, was this guy before this serial killer or like this guy or that guy? And it was like, yeah, he was. He was before a, a lot of these guys. And it's like, they probably, uh, Got this from got their deal from all the Zodiac hype, and right, and it's like, yeah, maybe they got hyped, <laughs> they got hyped up on the Zodiac, but yeah, I haven't seen Zodiac since um, fuck, probably since it came out. Which all oh, of these really? movies, uh, every one of these, like, I haven't watched in probably over 10 years, so okay. uh, Zodiac is good, holds up real good. Yep. Um, and then I, I asked Andy, I was like, have you seen seven? I was like, you surely have seen the seven before. And she's like, I don't know if I have. So we watched it and she wasn't sure. She's like, she was like, parts of this is familiar, but she's, she's like, if I had watched it, it was so long ago, it was like watching a, a new movie. Uh -huh. And I was like, well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I described seven as a roughie. I said, this one's got some rough shit in it. And she's like, what do you mean? Um... I was like, I don't know. I always found it kind of gross. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, lust is uh, the gross one for me. Where every time, and then he made me fucker. Every whenever I think of seven in all my life, all when I, whenever I think of that, the picture of the leather girdle, I'm always like, Ugh. yeah, like, you, yeah. Um, seven. Well, is I mean, yeah, I think always uh, uh, 
sloth. <laughs> sloth is weird. also incredibly gross. Yeah, that, all that's gross. well. Well, sloth is horror, like absolutely horrifying. Yeah, this <laughs> is like oh, yeah. oh, the 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 air fresheners. <laughs> yeah, it's very um, yeah, absurd. like it's an absurd movie. It's very like it is. I don't know because. You take that same material and give it into uh, the hands of, uh, I think, a lesser production. Mm-hmm. No one's, no one's talking about Seven ever again. Never. But yeah, that's a. I've seen that movie a bunch because I had the. Is that was like one of those real. Those yeah, I was like I was definitely a goth, and I was. Uh, I had that DVD that platinum, not platinum dunes, but New Line. Yep. uh I series think... black slipcase one. That's the one I have. No, nope. and uh, nope. all the spe- I've listened to every commentary track. There's four of them. I've watched Jesus. all the making of and stuff like that. Yeah, I know because like it's just there's so much to take in. There's so much. I know. It's, uh, yeah, I agree. See, like the fluke. It's a fluke of a movie. Yes, it is. Yeah, but uh, I always liked in terms of um, I've mentioned many times like uh, how Fight Club was ruined for me because of the Fight Club people. But I was always more in the Seven camp. I was like, I feel like Seven's a better movie than Fight Club. <laughs> Like in terms yeah. of like when I was thirteen years old watching David Fincher movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, your <laughs> uh, your other favorite movie, of course, was Blade. Oh, oh yeah, so Blade's so good. <laughs> While yeah. drinking uh, blood. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, it's so goth. Uh... <laughs> Reading your Johnny the Homicidal Maniac comics. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sandman, you like Sandman? I do so, like I mean, Sandman, and he's the you're... original goth. No, yep. actually, before anything, yep. watching Seven, Andrew is like, uh, she's like, this movie, uh, she's like, this movie feels like a comic book, and I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I don't know, everything about this is very gra- graphic, very storyboarded. Novel-y. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, no. it's like I get that, but the good uh, kind, the good kind, yeah. Uh, but I what s- is inside the box? Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, well, did I, she did she know that? Like, she so didn't. Andrew's watching. She, she was like, oh shit, see. So Which is kind of like... kind of a rare thing to see someone see that for the first time, or like you know what I mean, for it to be like new to them. Because I was watching, and I was like, "Do you remember?" Like, I I didn't want to I didn't want to spoil anything, so I didn't ask. I was just like, "Do you remember how this movie ends?" And she's like, "No, I don't know." How, how did she react to like the villain? Because <laughs> like oh, the, the, she... we live in a different world. Well, before we did. <laughs> yeah, before it showed who it was, she was kind of like, "Do you?" She's like, "Does this movie actually show you who the villain is, or is it kind of like Zodiac?" I was like, "Oh no, you'll see." Uh, and I was like, "And you'll know who it is immediately." And she's like, "Will I though?" And I was like, "No, you will." I was like, "You'll know who yeah. the actor is." And uh, it, she, it, it wasn't even when he showed up. It was um, the scene before when he's on the phone when they're in his house. She's like, "Oh, the rapist," and I went, "Yeah, that's him." Uh-huh. I was like, "There he is." Uh, so she she figured it out uh, just by the voice, but. Um, yeah, she wasn't. She didn't really know how it, uh, how the ending was. And uh, I, I always, I always think of detective, detective. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Seven's got a lot of really good stuff. Like, I, I always really like Seven as well. Nope. Like, a lot of memorable scenes like that one. Um, hey, remember? You know, it's funny that like <laughs> these movies, they're they're just not a they're not in the Criterion Collection. It's strange. Oh, they're cowards. They can't like, handle um, gluttony in the uh, Criterion Collection. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, Kevin Spacey's trophies of his uh, of his kills. Like, there's the trophy case thing, and it's all the cans mm. of spaghetti, and the and you're just like, yeah, <laughs> you 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 go for it, bud. Yeah, oh, there's my can. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Uh, I don't know. Nice. Seven is good. Okay. The one the one thing Andrew said five minutes in, she's like, Brad Pitt's not a good actor, is he? And I was like, at this point, not really. Uh, he's a little stinky in this. Hmm. Okay. But I think I, I did say at the time, I was like, I think that's what he's trying to go for. He he is very he's trying to come off as very young and like uh um I don't know, overconfident, but uh Yes. Yeah. I mean yeah. I think where young Brad Pitt compared to like pretty established Morgan Freeman, it's just like Morgan Freeman's just a very good actor, I think. Mm-hmm. So anyways. Seven is good too. Uh, and then we watch this movie called Single All the Way about uh this um this gay dude who goes <laughs> home and uh he's like uh oh. Uh, he, they're like, his family's trying to set him up with like the only other gay dude in town, but like he brings his gay friend with him and then is like, Hey, wait, are you guys in love or are you just best friends? And it's like this whole thing, you know, Jared, uh-huh. we actually, the day I logged out, we had actually watched it. It was, it was very Fincheresque. We had actually watched that like four or five days before. Uh, and I just forgot to log it because um when when it was on andrew didn't think much of it either we just kind of threw it on as we were doing shit um but uh, i forgot to log it and then when i remembered i was like oh yeah i watched that movie so and and now letterbox is down so yeah well yeah i have letterbox on my phone which uh it's it says cannot upload retry Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna say no because i can see what i actually logged here uh then we watch gone baby gone Ben mm-hmm. Affleck's directorial debut, Jared. Affleck's. Affleck. Uh, when did you first watch Gone Baby Gone? And how many times have you seen it since? I've seen it once. Uh, watched it on video. I did not see that in the theater. Okay. I believe I saw it in theater with Ham Meat. Uh, mm-hmm. This was a movie that made... Um, I can't see when this movie fucking came out now. I think it was 2006, maybe. But... Uh, I think it was 2006, maybe 2005. Gone, baby, gone. What? What? Regardless. Uh, regardless. Six, like 16 year old uh, Arge, he was in the theater crying because he was 2007. like 2007. 2007. 17 year old uh, Arge over here was watching this movie weeping like a little baby. I was like, ah. I was like, it's so sad. Um, <laughs> I, I will say Gone Baby Gone is still uh, I, I do think a very effective movie it's got a lot of scenes that I think uh, hit very well but uh, it's maybe not the, the platinum uh, star that uh, I had given it when I was 17 yeah. I remember when sure. I saw it I was like holy fuck I was like this is cinema I was like this is what movies are made of baby Um, I don't know uh, I think Ben Affleck's got very good uh, like very good look at things um he shows things in a a unique way casey affleck's not the best in this he's oh he gets better as an actor i think but uh i I do like the story this is dennis lahane and uh yes um i had audiobook the three books of these guys since gone baby gone or there's Mm -hmm. five of them and i think gone baby gone is number four out of the five of uh, right yeah that sounds right something like that um, I remember after I watched this, I I uh, did the first three books, and they're fine. Dennis Lehane is uh, good for um, sad Boston men type stories, you know. But uh, Gone Baby Gone is really good. Um, there's a few things like there's a couple flashback sequences, and you're like, I don't know if we need this in here, because uh, like you just watch it, and then they show it again, and it's just like, like I got it, I figured. I, like I, you, you were doing a good job keeping me 
up to date with what was happening. You didn't need to like flashback remind me of all the all the clues up to this point. I would have figured it out. But uh yeah, and then it ends and you go, Did he do the right thing? What do you think, Jarrett? Do you remember how this movie ends? Uh really. No. I won't spoil it for you. I've seen it, but I mean I I don't really I don't know. I don't remember it. Because I remember watching this. I remember watching Mystic River. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Dennis so, Lane. Yeah, for the uh, yes, exactly. That's why I mentioned it. Uh, yeah. The 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 Bostonian films. Yeah, of sad. Everyone, everyone, everyone was into that, and the the, the padded. Mm-hmm. Padded, gone baby yeah. gone, and then uh, the town later. No, I don't know. I yeah, still, I still think I it's. Never finished watching. You never finished. No. I have it on um, a DVD. If you want to borrow it. <laughs> I think not it's available Blu-ray. on stream. It's, it's not, not Blu-ray. That stink. That stink. Get that away from me. I, I believe I have it on DVD, but it's 4K DVD. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's on Netflix. So oh, probably. Yeah. Uh, anyways, there's some good scenes, but you know. Um, and then uh, a movie Andrea had never seen. Jared. Okay. Denny Vilna. Oh yeah, I think Prisoners? a lot of people have never. A lot of people haven't seen that movie though. Yeah, I mean, people if they've seen any Denny Villeneuve movies, it's probably what Arrival and uh, Dune, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And Blade Runner, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Prisoner. I mean, despite the fact that it's uh, star studded, mm-hmm. uh, and I do mean stud. Uh, yeah. A lot of people just didn't watch it. I mean, I had no idea what the movie was. I don't know if it played theatrically here either. Uh, I think. Actually, I think I saw it in theaters with my old roommate Scott. Maybe oh, like really? it was maybe at the movie mill for like a week. Do you remember when they okay. used to do that? Well, they when, still do. Well, yeah, like, but you you know what I mean? Like when the movie mill would show up for a week. I I can't remember though. I know I watched it with him. I can't remember if it was we saw it at the mill or maybe uh, he. It was when it got released on physical or something. But well, when it came out, huh. I didn't know who Denny Villeneuve was yet. See, but I found out fairly soon. Like I, I knew Danny Villeneuve before he became uh, big. Yeah, but not by like much, long, not by a lot. See, this was actually um, Prisoners was actually my second or third Danny Villeneuve because Andrea and I we watched Ace on D at the Tongue and Groove Bar in Creepsville uh, before Prisoners was released. Do you remember the Ooh. Tongue and Groove? I sure do. Did you ever watch Ace on D? In Cindy's? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, seen okay. it. Yeah, we watched, we watched that at that, a bar, well, that... bar like 15 years ago, and we were just Weird. like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, whoa. Uh, whoa. A lot of Joey Lawrence's in oh, the bar that yeah. night were like, oh, yeah, oh for my sure. god. I kind of forgot what he's all directed, because I, I watched yeah. Enemy. In... for a very, Because yeah, Enemy was like totally uh, yeah. up my alley in terms of... Subject matter. That was 2013. Yeah. Same year that Prisoners came out. Oh yeah. So I would have. So I would have watched Enemy that year. Yeah. And then I've been like, oh, I should check out these other movies. Like and actually, I had heard because I had because I had heard of Polytechnique, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Incendies. I'd seen the cover at video stores. Yeah. Because that was back when Blockbuster still existed. I think it was nominated but, for uh... Best Foreign Film at the Oscars too, wasn't it? Because uh, it's know. technically Canadian. Yes. Yeah. Thus foreign. That's but uh, and then and then I watched Sicario and I went, oh, oh who directed? Oh, Taylor Sheridan. Yes. And then, and that is ever since then it's been mm. hit and miss, hit and miss for me with uh, Denny. I agree. I mean, I think Prisoners. 
this is the air like this is the time frame where i think his stuff would be the most uh successful for like you and me i think sure. or for me at least he is this oh, man, is people really this is don't, stuff look, i like looking at this. the ratings a- a- enemy is not very well liked no on but, imdb it's got like a 6.9 yeah people don't like that but i remember like you and me liked enemy i like yep. prisoners I like Ace on D, even though that movie is very emotionally uh, distressing. <laughs> the uh, ending. Oh it's my like, God. what? The, you're just like, what? It's kind of too much. I think that's it the is, problem with uh, it. You're kind of like, it's kind of like our, it's kind of, um, it's grief. It remind, uh, reminds me a little bit of The Mist, a little bit. Yes. In the end, where the ending kind of goes, you're like, come on. You're like, how Instead much of like, shit can you I feel, I feel so, de- it's rather than being des- devastated, it's kind of like, uh, this this yeah. is a little incred. Now I'm incredulous here. Yeah, well, that's what yeah. I mean by distressing. You're watching, and mm-hmm. you can either be dis- you can be distressed because of the content or distressed because of the way it's presented to you, and you're just like, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I don't know. My uh, my main takeaway is that this is when I actually was still kind of like on Team Denny. Was uh, sure because enemies and uh, or enemy, and I actually like prisoners. I think prisoners is actually a a better movie than people let on. Um, I don't think it's a uh, complete home run. Like, um, it's weird because it exists in the world between yeah. Seven and Zodiac. And Zodiac, and, it ha- and it's got the pieces because they've got yeah. Jake, and it's just an extended version of those. And that's like the worst thing for me. Like I've I've talked about this before. Watching these uh, serial killer movies, mm-hmm. uh, these very moody, atmospheric. Uh, serial killer endeavors, and I always yeah. just make me go. Ugh, it's so not a story I really want to see anymore. Yeah, because it's because every because everything's seven at the end of the day. Yes, because um, even uh, oh, not cure the um, one Japanese serial killer movie everybody fucking loves. Is it cheap? No, no, no. Yeah, I think maybe you're. Yeah, you know, cure. I think it's maybe it's cure. Yeah. That, People love that, but man, I have a hard time. The character—it's like a serial killer named X. Yeah, I no, I agree with you. Um, I think everything is trying to be seven. Even the even the good ones are just—I don't know—the serial killer idea is stupid too. Like making yeah. movies about serial killers all the time, mm-hmm. fucking sucks. It's so lazy. Yeah. Well, I know everyone that... might have their own like crazy idea, like oh, this serial killer does this. And you're just like, oh, I don't. Yeah, like, it's, it's not. It's, as it's like why? Yeah, because like on the down on the one side you get like your along came a spiders. That kind yeah, of uh, yes. where you have, you have Morgan Freeman in your serial killer movie, and now mm-hmm. it's like, oh fuck, man, this is gonna be hardcore. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you're like, is it? Yeah. Um. No. So actually, I think that's where Pres- Prisoners is good. Is it's not really about the serial killers or anything like that. It's, um, uh, the prisoner is are the parents, right? Because they're like mm-hmm. suffering that their kids are gone, and Hugh Jackman is really good in this. Like, uh, and he is a good actor. I've always thought hugh jackman was good but like uh how how do you handle your grief and loss Jarrett? is the big question uh, I've got, uh this is getting ahead of ourselves but uh did, did, were you reminded of hugh jackman watching anything else this week was i reminded of hugh jackman watching well the down under yeah south africa yeah that down under I, potentially potentially a little bit a little bit yeah uh but what was i saying um yeah no i actually i think prisoners isn't good because it's a it is like a mis like a killer mystery but it focuses more on um the detective and then hugh jackman the parent and you know they're prisoners to themselves which is good Mm -hmm. i would say andrea had it figured out about 
an hour and 20 in to an hour and 20 or two hour, 20 minute movie. She was like, I think this is going to happen. And uh, I, I, I kind of remembered what happened. So it's all there. It is, you can figure it out. And she, she had it pegged pretty quickly. Um, so I'd say that's the, not that that, that matters, but uh, you can figure it out as you're watching it. You're like, I think this might happen. And then it does. But what, you know what the big thing about prisoners, which I didn't realize until the very end of this movie we were huh. watching it. I was like, "Man, this movie looks great." I was like, uh, yeah. "I was like, it's just re- shot really well." And then at the end, Roger Deakins, and I was like, "Well, son of a bitch!" Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm sure I knew that at one point, but I had forgotten. Yeah. Well, I mean, De- Denny and, uh, and Deeks, Deeks. Uh, worked, yeah. worked a bunch together, so mm. makes I just, sense. I had just forgotten, but uh, yeah, no, Prisoners is actually pretty good. Holds up. Yeah. And then uh, we watched Gone Girl, which uh, her and I had seen in theaters. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gone Girl, I don't know if I told you, this is one of the one of the only books I had ever stopped about halfway <laughs> through. I was audiobooking yeah. it, and I was like, I'm not into this. I was like, I don't like this at all, and I just stopped. And then a while later, I was like, some I can't remember what it was. It was when I was working in the lab, and someone was like, no, there's there's like a big twist, and it's about to change, and it'll change the whole book for you. And I was like, oh. I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, so then I listened, and I was like, oh, yeah, there is a twist. Um I remember liking Gone Girl as like a movie when it came out. Like I do think David Fincher does a better job with the idea, like the material. It's better as a movie or I don't know. The book is fine too. I just remember being really frustrated with the book for like half of it. Um, But uh, Gone Girl, like I remember liking it a lot more when I had first watched it and it's still like a very well made movie, but David Fincher makes makes nice movies. But when you know, like, all of the twists and, like, Mm. and I'm saying, like, I watched this movie when it came out, which was, I think, was 2014. So, like, almost 10 years ago. I still remember it so well. Like, I kind of knew everything that was going to happen. I was like, ah, I was like, this doesn't hit as hard now that I I know all the mystery here. You know what I mean? That'd be my only, like, my only knock against it is uh, when you know what happens, it's a little bit less interesting. Whatever happened to Rosamund Pike? Uh, she's still, she's, she's still doing stuff. She's in that um that wizard show on. Uh... Oh, Wheel of Time. Yeah, yeah. The, the wizard that. show. I'm, I'm looking it up as you said that. So is I that not what that is? I uh, yeah, I mean some some uh, Robert Jordan. Kim, Kim is in watching Wheel of Time. Uh, yeah, here and there. I've heard the Jack books are great. Re- she, she she was in the Jack Reacher movie with little yeah. little Tom. I think the second one. Oh, she was in that. She's in Saltburn. Man, I hear so many people just like fucking dismiss that thing. Yeah, I've heard uh, Hammeat texted me and he's like, I think all it said was "fuck Saltburn." And I was like, what does that mean? And then he never responded. So I don't know if that's good or bad. Well, it's got it's got the Joker in it. It does have the Joker in it. Yeah. Uh, not, not yet featured on the uh, that great poster uh, you got over Christmas. Oh, that wasn't that wasn't my poster. I, I believe that wasn't that your Christmas gift. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was yours. Oh, that was mine. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I really liked when someone asked, who's that last one? And then uh, a friend of the show responded, well, that's the maniac, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't say obviously, but uh, obviously, obviously. So, anyways, watched a bunch of those movies, Jarrett, and uh, damn, that's think, like pretty good. I don't know if there's any left to watch. The only one that I, I... hey, okay, so I got us. So thinking of uh, oh, oh, Kevin Spacey. Oh God, has, has Andrew ever watched The Usual Suspects? Nope, nope. Got, oh, I got, guarantee there, she hasn't. 
There, there you she go. Would, bust bust, bust figure, a ver, verbal kind. <laughs> I, I think she would figure it out immediately, though, because it's like, it's when you watch. I feel like if you watch it now, like Kaiser yeah. Sose, you know immediately who it is, don't Kaiser you? Kaiser It's got Benicio del Toro in it for a bit. It does. He's, he's good. He's good stuff. Billy Baldwin or um, oh, Stephen uh, Baldwin. Uh, yeah. Stephen. Yeah, Stephen. Baldwin? Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, Stephen Baldwin pretty sure yeah uh yeah one. there you go you should because it's like man you want some 90s oh Ooh, man uh, i i had thought about it we could throw that in there for yeah. double um then you can watch bests. uh well fuck well i mean you could uh do do a tarantino rewatch for your old friend i mean her and i we, we basically just did the a, a, almost a full fincher rewatch um other than well, you, uh, you could watch a panic Button, room panic room and dragon tattoo Although well, I remember not really Dragon liking tattoo. Dragon Tattoo. No. That's a book well, I quit halfway through. I was like, this book sucks. I, I, just I, bear, I think I, I stopped at a quarter. Yeah. It sucks. It's I, took, so, I don't know. I that, took uh, that book on an airplane and I stopped reading it. I was like, this book stinks. And, that's and, exactly and I had nothing else to totally, do. I just sat there like this. And that's a total airplane book. Yeah, that, oh man, that was some some trash. Yeah, that one stinks. <laughs> Yeah, everyone, um, everyone. Yeah, I love when dudes write things about how horny everyone is for for them. That the, uh, they're yeah. like their their male character stand in. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, this Real, goth girl. Uh, ben, she's Bimbercoff. she's hit that, this goth girl. Oh yeah, she's is she trauma. a vampire? Uh yeah. Oh wow. I mean, yeah, they all they're all vampires. Oh oh wow, I love that. Listen to Sisters of Mercy. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Uh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If you have any other recommendations, there's only one movie that I was kind of like. Well, if you're like going down, like I mean, for mainstream, I feel stuff, like we which, like the good mainstream stuff. Them, yeah, yeah, those are like I mean, those are all those are all good. I mean, uh... the one the one I kind of want to watch because I personally have never seen it, and I know she hasn't either, is a a Sean Penn directed film starring oh. Jack Nicholson called The Pledge. Which... Oh fuck. <laughs> Uh, I've got a story about the pledge, uh, but I'll, I'll... <laughs> I, I'm going to watch it. I, it's got I, it's got it's got Benicio del Toro as I know, well. I know it does. See, there's a lot of connective tissue. I don't. These movies. I will say I don't know if it's worth really watching. Oh no! Say. It's nothing. it sounded it's, so good. It was like a oh man, Jack Nelson's he's, he's going to take him to the edge. He's going to really solve this. It's not. It's it's whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a whatever movie. It, it's actually, it, it's sort of if if my memory serves, it kind of is like Netflix movies are now, where there's a lot oh, of like okay. anticipation, and then you watch and you go, oh. So they made movies like that in the past too. Yeah. But yeah, when you're like, ah, oh, dust off Jack Nicholson for a little bit because hmm. him and him and Sean Penn have, have such a great working relationship with one another. Mm, yeah. Well, that's what I I saw and I was like, I was like, I've always heard of this. But I've never actually seen this movie. I was like, it's the perfect time. It's like it's perfect. <laughs> and then the the, on, the uh, only other thing, once we're done with this, I think a really good bridge into courtroom procedurals. Not that I want to go down that route, but a time to kill. I think is a real good transition. Uh, you know, I don't know if I've seen that movie. In You've its never seen the time to kill. Well, I don't. I might have. Oh, that but... movie is wicked. Love that. I can't, I, can't, I can't even confirm if I've marked it as watched on my letterbox right now because letterbox is down. Yeah, I've I've seen that movie so many times because uh, it was always on when I was like thirteen. It was always on like Showtime. 
on like Saturday night when I was just yeah. home alone. I was like a time to, I was like courtroom procedural. All right. And then it's just all this, you know, talk about raping and killing girls. And you're just like, Oh mm-hmm. man, this, this that crazy. sounds exactly like the place that you're in in your life right now, though. Uh, sounds, that sounds exactly, exactly where you're at in your life right now. Well, some RJ. have said, well, what you're, you can watch bound. You can watch uh, uh, yes. the Wachowski's first movie. Uh, yeah, we, real, real movie. We could. No, I don't know if we will, but we could. Yeah, uh, you can watch the Crying Game. Fuck, I'm looking at nineties. Wait, is the Crying Game? The Crying Game is like a, a drama game. romance, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it's a story. Yeah. Uh, you know about the IRA? I do know about the IRA. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, I oh, actually didn't like the other week you watched True Romance. We did. We watched True Romance the uh, just before Zodiac. So yeah, it got see, buried you in all this stuff. Fucking, you, you fucking forgot about you're burying the lead about True Romance. How's how did you enjoy that? Because that's also a Tarantino adjacent. Well, I yeah. mean, it's his first screenplay, right? Yes. Yeah. Or first that was actually yeah. produced with, into uh, a movie with Tony Scott. Tony Scott. Uh, Andrea was on board for most of it. Like she had uh, never seen it. I had seen like bits and pieces of it, but I had actually. Uh, I never actually just watched True Romance, uh, True Romance, start to finish. So, um, uh, whenever it was in the the blip of Christmas, I was like, let's watch True Romance. True uh, Romance has a lot of really good stuff. It is a hundred percent Quentin Tarantino. When you're watching it, you're just like, oh yeah, this is uh, very he, much Quentin. He wishes he was suckling those feet. Yeah, a lot of hard R's, a lot of hard N's, and you're watching it. And wow, you're like, oh, it is about a movie guy who's like really into watching kung fu movies. Yes, and as Christian uh, Slater keeps rambling, and then this this uh, Patricia Arquette lady just throws herself at him. Alabama. And then you have Gary Oldman. And then you have Gary <laughs> Oldman, the chameleon. <laughs> yeah, he does a good job for what uh, what his yep. role was. He's only in it for like four minutes. Uh, he did. Uh, he memorable. did good. And, and then you get Dennis Hopper. And you oh, get Christopher Walken. Dennis Hopper's talking, the best. Talking, talking about eggplants. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Dennis Hopper's the best actor in this movie, like, based on what what he does. <laughs> uh, like, Christopher Walken's in there, but he, he doesn't do a whole lot. He's only in, like, one scene, right? So, uh, yeah. That's, that, that was his job in the 90s. Yeah, he shows up show for up one for scene. Shove and watches up his ass. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Hopper is really good. Christian Slater is a very weird actor, man. Like, um, a lot of what he's... Remember him in Star Trek VI? Yeah, I I remember him in lots of stuff, but... Lots of stuff. I remember uh, when I watched the Joe Bob of Heathers, and they said that Christian Slater was trying to do a Jack Nicholson impression. I was like, oh, yeah. In True Romance, he's doing it, too. Like, he's still doing... Like, is that just how he is as an actor? Like, he's just doing impressions of other actors? Well, he's mostly just doing like yeah. There's a Jack Nicholson thing. Yeah, pretty much always doing. I think for his like heyday, it's like it's yeah. been a really long time since I watched uh, Pump Up the Volume. But he's never been one. I've never seen that. Yeah, I don't think you'd like it very much. Probably not. At this point, but uh, yeah, I don't know. He's ne- he was never one of my dudes. He was never one of those guys. Who are like ah, oh, Christian Slater's in a movie. Well, I feel like they wanted Nicolas Cage and they couldn't get him. That's what this feels. <laughs> that's what this movie feels like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, so if you're watching, uh, if you're, if you're going to watch Usual Suspects, if you want to watch like a, a real piece of work, a real fine piece of film craft, you should watch Bad Lieutenant. 
I've never with, seen Bad Lieutenant. With Harvey Keitel. Uh, is uh, one of my favorite, RJ. One of my favorite movies. I don't know if, uh, is, I don't know if I'd watch it that with the wife, though. It could. From what, I've, like, from what I've heard about that movie, which isn't a lot. I've just heard bits and pieces, and it's like, well... I'm, I'm oh, sure yeah. I would be okay to watch it. For the but, yeah, you, you, you'd be safe. I think I would be safe. I don't know about her. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. Maybe let her decide for herself. I could. Ever, ever thought about that? I could. Yeah, yeah, True Romance is good, too. Uh, Good, good watch. Uh, there's. It's kind of funny, like, the... um the soundtrack doesn't match up with like the content of the movie at all. Oh, and I yeah, feel like they were really like, they didn't know who Quentin Tarantino was yet. So they were like, they were trying to make this into a rom-com almost. And they're trying to like lighten up what's happening. And it, there's like music in the background, something really serious is happening or like, there's a really serious line of dialogue. And then the background music's just like, it's got that, uh, it's got that steel drum in it. Ba, 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 ba. Like, it's like the yeah. theme music of uh, True Romance is that steel drum yeah. that was everywhere. Yeah, it just because everybody loved Paul Simon. When uh, when it's there is is what I mean. So yeah, I think I think they just people didn't know what uh, Quentin was all about and what his movies were like yet. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm scanning through '90s movies that you could. Uh, watch. Was Letterboxd uh, back up now? No, this is no. this is actually using Google. Oh wow! Is, is 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 it time for a rewatch of What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Mm, I don't know if it's ever time for a rewatch of What's Eating Gilbert Grape. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You watch some. Uh, uh, oh, let's see here. Ooh, here you go. Watch some Guy Ritchie. Uh, I, I'll bring your, I mean, I bring could. Your, Bring her right back. I could watch Guy Ritchie. More, more, yeah, one of those has got Brad Pitt, too. Hmm. Oh, hey, I forgot to tell you, my favorite scene of Gone Girl is uh, after after Rosamund Pike comes home and uh, Ben Affleck it, like goes into he goes into the study and locks the door, and then the camera goes in there, and he's just sitting in a chair petting his cat, and he's real scared, and uh, you watch it, and you're like, man, you're like, that's crazy. It's crazy, man. Good scene. It's real, real good. Real, real good. Anyways. Anyways. What else is going on there, Jer? Oh, you know. Well, so that's what I watched. And then, I, you know, uh, we do some gaming. You do some gaming? We do some gaming over here. Yeah. You want to hear about... Uh, well, I'm not done yet, but I know you're a big Cloud Strife fan. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, who isn't? Hey, did you play Final Fantasy VII, or are you just in the the Final Fantasy VII camp, which uh, a lot of people oh, seem to be? I'm not actually really a big Final Fantasy VII guy. Oh no, that's that's the swerve. That's the swerve. No, oh. it's all about Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger is better. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Is that so? Is that so? But you you did play it though. Uh, yeah, no, I've tr- I said I would say I've tried playing it. Okay. Um, I remember when it came out. Uh, my friend Mitch, he had bought a PlayStation, and he had mm. bought Final Fantasy VII. But getting a memory card for it at the time was impossible. Yeah. So he was playing the game, but there would come you couldn't save your progression. 
because there was no memory card. So he oh, wound up playing well, the opening of it. Well, he just kept playing it until he was just playing it through the same stuff for a long time. So I saw a lot of that. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen the end of that game. I've never like gone on my way to watch the cinematics or anything like that. I know the broad strokes of the story. A lot of I think that's all fantasy you need. games are, you know. <laughs> so you know, Tifa, and Tifa, Tifa is, that, is in or is there. That eight? Sure. Okay, I can't remember. Yeah, no, I can't, Tifa's a character. Yeah, yeah, those guys, all those guys. Yeah. But I don't know. How are you liking it? How are you liking a JRPG? I've never played a Final Fantasy before. I own the Super Nintendo versions of them, and I've like fucked mm-hmm. around with them, but I've never, um, I've never actually played through a full one. I am eight hours in to this game, and uh, this game is thirty-three hours or so. It said just the main not like side stuff but i'm not i'm not fucking around with any of the side quest stuff I'm not doing it i'm just doing the main i don't want to fuck okay. around with that you gotta um, level up some. you gotta get some like xp i know and like there there were a couple times where the side things were mandatory and i was like Ugh. uh i i've played a couple jrpgs before and like i mean i like rpgs uh, I know all about like you gotta remember I'm a Pokemon kid. I I know I know about grinding XP and, and shit like that. Um, but uh, this one's a little bit different because like the gameplay, where uh, I it's not how it used to be. Like I, this must be modern Final Fantasy where you control the actions of characters, but you are just a playable character too, and it's like you're actually going in there and doing shit. You know what I mean? So it took a little bit to get used to. Because uh, uh, there's a lot of moving parts. I'd almost prefer that it was just straight like direction, where it's like you go there, you go there, and you're not actually playing it yourself. But um, I don't know. I think that is one of the options in gameplay style. So I might I might switch over and see. Um, in terms of the other stuff, like I can tell there is a lot and a lot of things that you need to do for this, like uh, weapon upgrades and material management. And I, I think I've told you. I'm never really about that stuff because I don't have the time for it. So uh, I did see you can like auto balance all of your weapon things and shit like that. And that's wicked. I'm glad that they have that, but I I wish there was another feature was just auto do all of this stuff. So I didn't have to do any of it at all. Wow. (laughs) I just, I just want to play the game. I don't want to fucking balance my materials. And it's like, Oh, here's my materia. I need to balance this towards this other materia. There's guides for this. Just look at the guides. No, I'm sure there is, but I'd rather there was just a feature. It said, is like, listen, brah, we will do all this stuff. Are you not into resource management? And I'd be like, yes, I am not into resource management. Just please do it for me. Um, anyways, I just want to, what you, well, you know, a lot of the time you're just going into fights and then it goes and you go into battle mode and then you're just like selecting things and having fights. Well, see, this is different though. So like, I don't know if you've seen modern final fantasy gameplay, you were a playable character and like, it's a, it's like a fighting game. So you go in there with your giant fucking sword and you're, you're just like hacking slashing, but then. But then you have you have to command the other characters around you and shit like that. So like as you're hacking, you press X and that goes in slow motion where you're like swinging your sword, and then you have to get your other characters to do their spells or take their potions and shit like that. And it's it's a lot. It's kind of a lot to to manage. Huh. And that's what I'm saying. Like I did see there was a classic version, and it's like, well, if that's the case, 
I think I'd rather do that. But yeah, when we're done, you should look up modern Final Fantasy gameplay because I, I feel like it's a little different than uh, you you probably you probably remember it to be. Uh, well, it sounds like it. Yeah, because you're you're like a playable guy, and you have mm. your big sword and shit, which I think is cool. Uh, I showed Andrea at Christmas two game trailers. One was for God of War, like the the first or number four. So like uh, since he's had his beard and then uh, I showed her Final Fantasy seven trailer. I was like, which one of these games should I play? And she's like, well, the God of War one looks cool, kind of. She's like this other one. She's like, there's some weeb stuff here. She's like, this is embarrassing. And I was like, yes, was that was that what she said? Was that her? She word? did. She did. She said it was some weeb stuff. And I went, OK, OK. Uh, the, the trailer was pretty embarrassing. Like if you watch that trailer, it's like. I don't know. It is uh, the remake trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't like if you watch it, it's just like the way they're talking to each other. Like embarrassing in the sense where if you were to show someone else and they'd be like, you're into this. Hey. And you'd be like, yeah, I guess. Is this rebirth or is this no like a remake? Different... Rebirth remake. is the one coming okay. out in two, two months. So here's the thing, Jarrett. This is not Final Fantasy seven in completion. This game that is 33 hours long apparently is only 10% of Final Fantasy VII. And there's going to be two more games, which are the the rest of Final Fantasy VII. Milking it. So this is like, uh, well, it's like, it's like prequel, it's like prequel stuff. And then like only 10% of like the intro of what Final Fantasy VII actually is. I don't, I don't like this. I don't like the look of this Final Fantasy VII uh, remake. Like the uh, art style? Yeah, the realistic stuff. Mm. You're I not... don't know. I, I know they don't like those polygons or anything anymore. They're they're very simple, but at the same time, I don't know. The weebs took over, Jarrett. Oh, I thought the weebs liked like old looking crap. Yeah, well, the neck beards took over, Jarrett. Oh, this is I don't know. <laughs> A lot of these people hated Avatar. That's what this is like trying to be. They like it because... And failing. And failing to be that. They like it because there's characters like Tifa and they're wearing like tank tops and stuff and they go... Oh. Physics. They like the physics. There's something like that. Some people say you kind of look like Cloud Strife, eh? Uh, Sometimes. Yeah, you got the hair. It's real sporky. Jared's got the massive sword in the background. Oh, it's massive. The shoulder pad with nuts and bolts sticking out of mm-hmm. it. Yep. Dogs are that's barking. Seemed, that's in, the do, dogs are barking. Better yeah, you can watch camera. a. You can watch a lot. He sounds like a character. You are a Bill Pullman in Lost Highway. With also as Patricia Arquette. Well, I mean, I, I am all about home security. <laughs> yes. Yes, when, you are. Okay, the perimeter secure. Yeah, we can continue. Yeah. yeah. Are the Christmas lights done? Well, Jarrett, let's see. Can you... Oh, gee, that's it. Go over to the, your video now to check it out. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if you'll actually be able to see. It's kind of... I... It's not dark enough yet. Yeah, it just, it just looks like darkness to me. Yeah, you're not going to be able to see. But no, they're not done yet. What do you think oh, is God. an appropriate time to take those lights down? <laughs> now? Uh, well, Jan- this weekend would be should be the latest. This weekend, for sure. For sure. Especially but it's going to be cold. Good. Well, it's going well, to be good. cold, no, but there's not going to be snow. But it's going to be cold, but that, that'll, that'll be the excuse to leave them up. Jeez, hope not. No. Uh, 
So you're playing Final Fantasy VII. It is incredibly dorky. I am getting the hang of it, though. Uh, and, uh, like, do you know what I mean by dorky? Like, sometimes the scenes play out, and they're like, we have to do this as a team! And I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, all right, guys. Yeah. But, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm determined to play through it. Be Well, it's not even the real game because everyone's no. like, well, Final Fantasy VII is the best game of all time. And it's like, well, this is only wow. 10% of the game. Yes, that's ridiculous. That's what people it's say, not, though, or one of well, the internet, most beloved. Inter- people who are obsessed with uh, internet polls, uh, they've been trying to convince the world of that for a long time. That... But it's... It's fault, but it's not. It's, it's I mean, not. I'm sure it's not, but like, it, it's probably in the top five most beloved games like ever. It seems people can't people, stop well, fucking talking that, about it. I, I, that's true. I mean, when you put up your uh, poll of like what you should play next, I was like, yeah, you should play Final Fantasy VII. You've never played it before. Did you? Not... I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't realize it was this. This, <laughs> this remake. This remake crap. Yeah. Well, you know that's how I roll. I'm not gonna. I don't have a PlayStation One. I don't have FF Seven on double disc. I can figure it out. I can't actually. I do. PlayStation Store might have the original Final Fantasy Seven, like uh, like that you can buy. I think they have all the other um Final Fantasies, like the original games. So it's probably on there. I could play it, but I'm already playing this game, so like, that's a uh, that's tough. All right, let's see. Oh yeah, they look like they're all on here. For eight dollars, I could get the original one. For eight dollars. Yeah, you just start all over again. Do it. Do it again. I'm already fucking seven hours into this thing. Yeah, you'll be suffering. For eight dollars, uh, you, you can save, you can uh, play it the way it was meant to be played. Uh, 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 let's see what the listeners say. Yeah, we'll throw it up there. Sharjay still uh, restart playing and play OG FF. When I made when I made my when I made my really official poll, did I did I specify that it was the remake? Let's see. I think you, I think you did. I'm okay. pretty sure you did. I don't know, but I don't know Maybe if anyone people really... didn't know I had never played the original. That might have changed things. Maybe, or they were just like, "You should play Final Fantasy VII. How bad can it be? Is this no? Right. Is this remake well regarded? Oh, yeah. uh, I think it is in pretty high regard. Yeah, this got three hot dogs on the Votomatic scale. Well, that's. I mean. That's binding. That's binding. That's three hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Three hot dogs. Uh, no, I think uh, I think it came out to like pretty decent uh, fare. Oh. I think. Okay. We'll see if uh, we'll see what uh, other friend of the show Lawrence says. Lawrence, yeah. Yeah. Get his opinion. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a mega weeb, right? So he knows. He is, but I mean, I, I don't even think he's as foolish as to purport that Final Fantasy VII is like the greatest video game of all time. That's just like, I'm, I mean, my... just, the people who say that are not they're not serious people, RJ. My opinion, greatest game is probably Donkey Kong Country on the Super Nintendo. That's pretty I, good. I I I think that's uh, just as legitimate a choice. Yeah. I, I've I have played it many. I've probably played that game more than most games. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's it's quite good. 
It's quite good. Yes, that's what they're yeah. saying. And it, and it doesn't take, and it won't take as long as fucking Final Fantasy VII takes to play. Well, I mean, Final Fantasy VII remake, which isn't even the actual game, just the first ten percent of the game, and that's thirty-three hours, Jared. Oh, thirty-three fucking hours. Oh, thirty-three fucking hours. Thirty-three fucking hours. But all the dudes get all horny, horned up about the characters and. Oh, speaking of getting horned up. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, we we got to do it, folks. We gotta we gotta transition over to some Patreon exclusive material for a little bit, where we're going to talk about strange new world, strange new worlds, in Star Trek. In what? In Star Trek. What's that? Or sex Trek? I'm not sure. Oh, a sex Trek. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, whereas Picard is the sweary Trek. This oh, is God. This is the the sexy Trek. Sex Trek. Yeah. Sex Trek. So after the break, we'll return and talk about naked men. About what? Jay, that uh, that new uh, Strange New Worlds theme song slaps, huh? Which one? So good. When 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 it kicks on, starting a new episode, doesn't it just get your blood all like fired up? And you're just like, damn, feels good to be a Trekkie. Yep. Sure does. Hey, RJ, you got any news for us? I got some news for you, big dog. I'm going to send it to you right now in the chat. Here's some news for you. This is the biggest news you've ever seen. And it's topical, to be honest. Whoa. Check that out. What do you think about that? Fuck. What do you think about that? These might have all been mine. I see a book. Sarek? Star Trek V, The Novelization? Ice Trap by L.A. Graff? Sanctuary? John Bornhorst? You gotta tell the people what you're seeing there. What I like is Star Trek books vary in quality. Star <laughs> Trek OG series, Deep Space Nine, not very many of them. Next Generations seems to be most I have. Voyager, five dollars a piece, but willing that's to haggle. That's crazy. Those are a buck a piece at most, right? Oh yeah. It, yeah. like sing it's like single you want one a buck if you take 10 like for five or something yeah you i mean honestly it's like hey you want these off your hands 100 bucks for the whole lot that that would be like mm-hmm. probably be like you want to be done with this josh yeah. i i would i would offer 50 bucks for all 180 which i think is generous <laughs> and my season gonna take his time sell them one <laughs> by one on the internet yeah, that's that's cr- ridiculous. Oh, look at this. Star Trek Next Generation Kalis. Oh, the Kalis? The Kalis. The Kalis. Interesting. Well, the Kalis. Well, anyways, that's he, my news. This this guy in his uh drop ceiling uh oh. can have good luck cuz nobody buys them. So if anyone's interested in 181 Star Trek novels, Creepsville Marketplace has it, but $5 a pop, pretty steep. That's, 
I don't think that like the used bookstores in town are selling them for five bucks either. No, a dollar, a dollar at most. Like old paperbacks like that. I've been to these stores. Well, Star they Trek are not. Ones. I don't think there's an after- charging that much. I don't think there's an aftermarket uh, on this stuff. Mm-mm. 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 Well, thanks for that scoop, bringing that to my attention. Well, you asked for news, buddy. I, I, I aim <sighs> that's fine. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, we we've been talking for a while. RJ talked about movies, and then we talked about yeah. a television show. So we've been recording for a very long time. We got a movie to talk about. Piece uh, of yes. cin- a real piece, of, a real piece of cinema. Yes. Uh, so after the break, um, we're going to go on safari. To where? Uh, the Velt. Yeah, I'm fading, and I call out. Never been, never felt, never thought I'd say a word. years ago a trackless land majestic savage bloodstained life here was at its most primitive Africa's wealth attracted the greedy in such a land in such a time Vengeful African warriors would attack a safari with unbelievable cruelty. Man became the naked prey. Land of Aboriginal tortures. Only the honored brave are given a chance to live. tale of pursuit and survival as one courageous man is singled out to be hunted like a lion (laughs) he must survive all the ordeals and terrors of the wilderness every device at his command to confound and delay his pursuers.
must always be ready to kill or be killed. You must live like the beasts in the jungle. crosses the path of slave traders who destroy native villages to ravish and seize their captives. He faces a new terror of survival. This extraordinary motion picture was filmed entirely in the primitive areas of Africa, where no other motion picture was ever made. It won the honor of opening the San Sebastian Film Festival. And we're back. This is the Criterion Cruise Podcast. And tonight we're talking about The Naked Prey from 1965, directed by Cornell Wilde, everyone's favorite. Um, I've seen one of those films. Corn Beef Hash? No, not that one. Okay. I've seen one of his films, though. You have now. No, I've seen one before that. I've seen two of his films. What? Yeah. One of his things was in the Criterion 70 sci-fi things. It was uh, oh, Blade no, of Grass. No, no, no Blade of Grass. No Blade of Grass, yeah. See, it I've, was interesting. I've, I've never seen No Blade of Grass. Well, you're not as professional as uh, old uh, old loaf over here. He takes things very seriously. Mm-hmm. Very seriously. <laughs> He's also in Shark's Treasure. Well, yeah, that's a great one. I love that one. He, at least he's in, he's in that one too. He is not in No Blade of Grass though. No. 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 He does not appear before the camera. Interesting. So what's this Naked Prey about? Sounds like a Star Trek episode. The Naked Prey. Yeah. Stripped, yeah. weaponless, alone, and only ten desperate seconds ahead of the killers. Pretty pretty good tagline actually. Only. Only 10 desperate seconds. Interesting. So what's this movie about? A group know. of men are on safari. One of the party refuses to give a gift to a tribe they encounter. The tribe is offended, seizes the party, and one by one kills all but one of the safari members in various creative and horrifying ways. The last surviving member is given the lion's chance by the tribal leader to be hunted down by a party of tribal warriors. That's awesome. Sounds pretty cool. So this is a movie that I, I've seen this poster art for years. Is it the and I'm always dude? like, yeah, who's this dude? Who's this, uh, like, I don't know, 60-looking strong man? <laughs> Looks like a Greco-Roman statue. This, oh? this Cornell White, a Hungarian man, RJ. Oh, yeah. interesting. So Hungarian American. Oh, okay. So he's uh. Anyway, so how does this movie start off? I didn't know anything about it, and I was like, this kind of sounds neat as a potential movie, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be. It sounds like a, it's a survival tale. Well, Maybe. let me tell. Let me tell you, it's exactly that, but other things going on too. So Naked Prey uh, opens up with. Uh, guys on safari, they are in South Africa on the veldt. Just like uh, that Ray Bradbury story 
the Velt. Who? Remember, remember that? Remember the What's Velt? Ray Bradbury? He's a novelist, RJ. I think I think you like him. What's a novel? What's a novel? So, uh, it's not like set in any. Like, I'm not sure what year it's set in. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I I chuckle because I think I saw here the colonial era of South Africa. I'm like, wow, that brings us up to as, as early as like 1991 <laughs> or as late as 1991, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, this guy is taking this loudmouth braggart man talking about. I think they're both talking about going back to their farms after this is done. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. So, oh, yeah, good. <laughs> the South African farmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their relationships with their uh, with the population, the uh, indigenous population. The, the indigenous population. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sure. They, they do, I'm sure. So anyway, uh, they're on a safari. The guys that jerk off, not t- taking the good advice of uh, our protagonist, who, does he even have a name? Hero. Hero okay. protagonist? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, His name's Kenny. Kenny? Sure. Yeah. I think so. It's a man. Uh, yeah. They are taking a, a hunt out to go turn out. It turns out, kill some elephants and anything else alive. Because that's cool. And mm-hmm. uh, while they're entering the territory of one particular uh, tribe, uh, they're saying, asking for, you know, homage, looking for, uh, mm-hmm. you know, payment trade uh to do it because you're here fighting you're, you're hunting our lands and this guy's like i don't like giving out handouts because soon you give it out to them they're gonna, everyone's gonna be asking for it and the guy's like oh, i don't know i think this might be a bad idea and then like uh they proceed and like all the people working on the rest of the you know the the anonymous people working on the party like all you know black people they're just proceeding mm. on because that's what they're being told that's their job and i kind of wonder like whether they maybe known better <laughs> themselves i feel like they mm. would have but it's not about their agency um they go hunting we get a nice little montage of like documentary footage of elephants getting shot and i went oh god <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and what else did you think uh, RJ's gonna love the naked prey, and so yeah, that all transpires, and they all have a good laugh talking about ah, look at all this ivory we've harvested. <laughs> what nice, what nice people we are, and uh, they're having some drinks. The 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 asshole guy's getting real soused, and all these other people are like you know cleaning the the ivory. Uh, getting harvesting that meat, I'm sure, making sure it doesn't just go to waste. And of course, mm-hmm. our protagonist, uh, our, our white Hero. European protagonist, he of course has like such like innate abilities, like he can hear things in the distance because he's like, "There's something wrong. No one else can hear it but me." And there's a bunch mm-hmm. of the, the, those tribes people that we offended by not paying them what they were due. They've come to basically take it from us, and maybe more. And yeah, so there's a big raid. Uh, people are getting hacked up, taken captive. Uh, they get brought back to the, I don't know, the council. They sort of have like a kind of like a king figure, I guess. It's like a hegemony, Who, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a Gorn hegemony. So oh, okay. And uh, this guy starts giving out like uh, sentences to people. Uh, sometimes you can just get clubbed in the back of the head. 
other times you could get like covered in clay and then slow baked over a fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you can just get stabbed to death <laughs> with sticks by everybody Dude, in the village. The snake pit. Well, the snake pit's so lame. The weird like makeshift snake pit where you just get like mm-hmm. held down and they get bit once in the face. And that's like the and that's the worst guy. He's like the, the one that Yeah, was the pit roast your favorite? That's the one where I went, this seems like a more like this seems like a European idea. Because <laughs> it's something that like that uh, Europeans were doing. And uh, but we're like, oh man, this is fucked up, guys. We don't do that anymore. We just imagine <laughs> it and imagine uh it happening. So this is what will happen, you know. Uh black people get a vote, like they're gonna do this to us guys. Like they're they're gonna get revenge on us. We we can't we can't give up that right, okay? You understand? That's what we're mm-hmm. really saying here. We're thinking about it. So anyway, uh, our our hero, he's of course given the opportunity. Like he's stripped down completely naked, and he's gonna mm-hmm. be. He's he's like, here you go. You, you got to run to this arrow that we just shot. Until you cross that arrow, uh, we'll send. And after you've crossed it, we'll send someone after you, one at a time. Give you a fighting chance. <laughs> and of course, he's better than them. The guy who's just there running running safaris. He's better than like the the guys who like hunt and like for a, for their entire life, their entire living culture. They're just not as good as this guy. So the whole movie, I guess I'm thinking of like this dude kind of resembles like a Hugh Jackman, uh, but I could also imagine uh, Mel Gibson like this movie a lot, probably because he's like, you know what? I don't have a movie. Like it's gonna be apocalyptic though. Kind of uh, like a like a hegemony. Like a hegemony. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Alimony. Alimony. Yeah, I mean, wow. Apocalypto is similar, but different. Similar. It's a, it's a but on different. the run. On the run. Yep. So anyway, uh, that's like the first kind of third of the, the first 20 minutes of the movie. And the rest of it is just running. <laughs> and it's like, he does, he gets away, but he steals some shoes uh, still gets a spear, and he keeps running, and got he keeps felling people, and because he's just so great. Mm. I, I mean, yeah, he's I, pretty good. I, yeah, I, yeah, the little bit of humanity that is lent to our uh, hunters, like cause the whole time I kept like watching this, and like when they would do something bad to like the mm-hmm. the safari party or whatever, I'd go, oh, good. Shouldn't have been there. <laughs> you shouldn't have been hunting those elephants. No, no, I mean, like in this compiled way. And so then, there's also another movie that came to mind. Watching this was like, ah, it's got some walkabout feels. It's like the the, the the dark, the semi documentary shots of like wildlife uh, mm-hmm. in nature and stuff like that. Sometimes things getting eaten or killed. Lots of lots of animal death in this. RJ, I wonder if you noticed. <clears throat> oh, no, I didn't even know. Uh, yeah, it's good of you to point it out, though. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's got that for sure. Mm-hmm. So probably about forty-five, fifty minutes of this is man on the run, having lizards thrown at him. Sometimes, uh, my favorite is when he was like walking through like this area of like a rock patch, and there's just like fucking snakes and reptiles just everywhere. <laughs> It's like, mm-hmm. what? It's like, this is the Monty Python's Traveling Reptile Show just dumped out onto the road. And they're like, all right, got to walk through that now, Cornell. He's like, who's also directing the movie. He's like, I'm so tough. I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can't be anyone. Because this is a vanity project, people. 
Mm-hmm. I, just, I just want to present that. Well, Hungarians uh, aren't vain. Not vain at all. No. Um, supposedly, this was based on some like guy in history who, suppo- you know, some again another uh, white colonialist uh, who was being pursued by uh, people from the Blackfoot Confederacy. RJ Blackfeet through There's Montana. Blackfoot people in this? No, not in this. Oh. But, uh, you know, um, she also mentioned uh, one thing. I was like, oh, curious. Uh, the Cohen brothers, apparently, when they were young lads, uh, shot a Super 8 remake of this. A remake? Yeah, like when they were like children. Did like, they include every aspect? I doubt. I think they worked with what, with what they had. There is a mm. Dell movie comic adaptation of this. Dell? Be... Like Delbert? Like Dell, the comic publisher. Dell. Oh, not Delbert. Del- I think uh, you know Dell. Hmm. Doing those I know movie Dell adaptations. No. Yeah. Uh, so th- this is like pretty well. I don't know how many lines of dialogue uh, in English. Twenty. That mm. uh, maybe like fifty. Like total. In fir- but in the first ten minutes. Yeah. And then. And then a couple times he talks later on. Later uh, near the to end. another person. Uh, mm-hmm. to, to a young kid that he comes across. So yeah, he's running, running, running. He's uh, avoiding them. He starts a fire, and he he yells out, "I got you, you bastards!" <laughs> I said, "You he, stupid, and, clumsy and, sons of bitches!" Yeah, I got you. And he's like hopping up and down, like he's doing exercises. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he keeps going, going, going. He thinks he's lost him. Then he comes across a village. And he doesn't want to go into the village. He's like, oh, I don't know how they'll be, how uh, welcoming they'll be. I don't know anything about them. But he's going to steal some food from them in the dead, dead, dead of night, which a kid sees him do. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, uh, lo and behold, some some slavers show up. Like the slavers? The slavers. Uh, Middle Eastern slavers, of course. Can you describe what that looks like? Uh, well, there's a guy who's got like a really like just Franco level uh, makeup job on his big scar on his face, and they all have turbans. Oh, really? No. Is that bad or good? <laughs> what I... kind? Of, what is the good slaver? The, there's no. There's not one. They're all bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. but it's like so. Of course, it's in this. It's like well, it's the Muslims that are uh, oh, that are slaving. They're the ones slaving uh, black people. Then, but it's like, but what's creating the market for them? Who's buying these slaves? You ask. That's a good question. Who is <laughs> it's a good buying question. These slaves? Who, yeah, who's buying them up? I don't know. We, we won't mention that part. It's just like ah, we gotta make sure that it's like Middle Eastern slavers going into the the dark heart of Africa, as the opening narration, of course, uh, mentions. It's like South Africa. Um, so anyway. Uh, he kind of like manages to save a kid. He just like taking these dudes out like single handedly for a little bit, gets away, and then they're just like they're, they peace out. No real like resolution of what's going to happen to these people. Uh, this little kid hangs out with him for a while. Oh, yeah, he made an escape, uh, but by way of waterfall, he fell. He, she the this kid uh, pulls him out. They walk along. They they become fast friends, even though they don't speak the same language. Speaks to a real universality of humanity, RJ. Yeah, that. Um, and so, yeah, this uh, this orphan girl, uh, she's walking with him for a while. They're chatting. He's trying to teach her songs, uh, merry times. But then they hit this point as they're walking, and she just kind of stops and starts looking back. And she's like, "I gotta go back." 
We should go to 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 something. I don't know to what. Lost Island. And she goes bye bye, and then she leaves. Hmm. And then he keeps he keeps working his way somewhere. He's trying to get somewhere, I guess. Um, and then he sees a British fort on the horizon. He's like, I did it. I survived. And just then, those those tribes people he uh, he put behind that fire, they're on his ass. And uh, well. They almost get him, but uh, musket fire puts the end to the one that was right up on top of him, and it's a happy ending for everybody. Our, was our, it our, indeed our, a happy ending for our, everybody? Our, our hero, the man. He's hero he's protagonist. Ins- hero protagonist. He's good. Right. Good. 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 I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe better than okay with that. Some have said. Absolutely. So you're a big fan, hey? Yeah. Getting. So I mean, this was easy enough to watch. I feel like I'd watched this if I'd seen this maybe even like ten, fifteen years ago. I would have been like mm-hmm. maybe have more appreciation for it. But you know, RJ, I've changed. I feel like the world's changed, or it's mm-hmm. always been, the, or it's always been kind of been what it is, and I've changed because that watching this, it's just kind of like, oh, this is kind of uh, reprehensible stuff. I think. I feel it might might be, it might be. And we might, we might be looking at it from uh, maybe slightly different lenses. Cause I imagine that um, you probably had a a great deal of issue with the depiction of uh, cruelty of animals in, Mm. in the ones that actually happened in the production, the general like use of documentary footage, which I mean, the film, you know, got and then exploited Mm -hmm. because basically like a Mondo movie, but just like on a, the politics of this film are real stodgy and old. And I'm sure at times people thought maybe it was very progressive even for its time. And it's like, no, fuck that. It's, it wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a piece of like a larger puzzle, I guess, of um, these stories of like, ah, was it the, the white hunter? Uh, who's the real monster though? Who is, who is, well, I don't know. I don't really know if that, if that's necessarily a piece of this story. Mm-hmm. It seems like this guy's like a good dude. He doesn't do anything wrong. He tried to even do, like, he tried to be like, hey, we try to pay him because he knows we should do that. And then, well, look how that backfired. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Who's um, I, I think uh, some people could probably watch this and still enjoy it just fine. And then I'm like, well, some people. That's good. But me, no, I can't. I can't do it anymore. These. Uh, I'm glad to see you're not broken col- down. Cologne, 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 yeah, a real. It still feels like a celebration of a colonial spirit. Uh, and of all places, South Africa. So uh, you have that, and mm-hmm. and uh, it made me think of Sanders on the River or Sanders of the River, which is still yeah. the worst. It's the it is the absolute worst film we've watched. Uh, what about never... sweet movie, Jarrett? Yeah, I'd say it's worse. And sweet movie, I, I, sweet movies, holy shit, <laughs> brutally misguided. I think it's like so like a waste of time. Whereas I think like it's it's like whatever this like weird lark of <laughs> making fun of communism, man, and hippies shit, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like oh, this is just dumb. But Sanders of of the River is like vile uh mm-hmm. ideologically and this is a descendant of that 
it might be a little bit more spruced up, a little bit more comfy, but it's all kind yeah. of working on the same tropes of like, you know, the, I don't know, nonsense, crap. And, I know. uh, I don't know. I don't even like hate this movie. It's just kind of like, huh. You don't hate this movie? I, I don't even, I can't even say I hate it. Like, there's movies that, uh, I mean, Sanders on the River, I think, I mean, that's the movie that like Paul Robeson tried to like buy every copy of it and have it destroyed. But mm-hmm. and yet, and yet, the Criterion Collection, which also released this film, because they're like, oh, it's like the work of an auteur, this man who directed this uh, great example of adventure filmmaking, also released Sanders on the River in a box set to be preserved for all time. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, what? what is this? What's going on? There's, I feel like there's a real disconnect there. Uh, with their the Criterion Collection did the, that, The Criterion Collection and the, the, the and its curators. Uh, Interesting. And this would have all been in the same like couple-year window. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's like, I don't think, should these films be destroyed and burned? No. But at the same time, it's like, huh, make it pray. There's a, there's a couple other movies I'd like to see uh, in the collection <laughs> before this. But... Like Seven? This feels like Kino classics, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what about Prey? No. Or not, no, not Prey, sorry. Instead of Naked Prey, do you think a better movie would be Blade to be in the Criterion Collection? Um, Something no. a little bit more... Definitely Blade 2, though. <sighs> oh, yeah. G- GDT, baby. <laughs> Something a little bit more sexual. Oh. No. So, anyways, yeah, naked, naked prey. Uh, that's a, it's a, it's a hard pass. I think at the end of the day, hard pass, hard okay. pass. That's what do you fine. think? What did you think of the naked prey, RJ? Um, it's gonna be a no from me, dog. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh-huh. On many, many fronts. Number many. one, I don't. People are gonna say, "Well, anytime animals are hurt, you're gonna be weird." It's like, no, it's not that. Um, I mean, I don't like watching that but like the things that are the nature videos where it's like animals hunting other animals it's like it's like i can't control a lion i'm not gonna tell a lion not to go eat someone else mm-hmm. uh like you know what i mean so it's not that stuff but like uh within the first 20 minutes when they shoot and then like completely uh disembowel an elephant oh, i was like there's a man there's a man and then who when they barbecue out. his organs and you're just like, uh, uh. <laughs> bleeding the goat or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and I know what people, <laughs> people will say, well, if it was a cow, would it be okay? It's like, no, I don't think I'd want to see that either. But like, especially no. not an elephant, man. Like, oh, these are like an endangered, intelligent animal. Or, well, no, not an intelligence, not the right word. We can't say, use that. But these are like an endangered, very like, I don't know. There, don't be killing elephants and eating their fucking kidneys on TV. Like that's not what that's not what TV and movies are supposed to be about. I don't think. But I think this movie, more than anything, this just really shows how lame fucking trophy hunting is. Where you're just like, fuck, these guys are lame. Whereas these are Rock... these, these these boys are into some profit though too. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's but that's part of the trophy hunting thing too, where it's just like, yeah, we sell these animals big game, and you're just like, that's fucking lame, little dick wieners. Like, <laughs> uh, like in Walkabout, I didn't like that either, but like at least it's 
not to justify it at all, but they're like, well, these guys are eating the animals. It's like, all right. But like Walkabout and Nanook of the North, the dudes are like, well, we don't do it this way anymore. Like we have better ways to do it. And the director's like, nah, get in there. Bite that elephant's penis off. And it's like, uh, all right. So like, that's, that, walk- that's that may or may not happen in this film. <laughs> it may or may, you, you don't know what happened. But like in Walkabout and Nanook, at least like, um, I don't know, like, the indigenous people are actually using the animal because they're like, yeah, we know what to do with it once it's dead. But, like, Uh uh, the method of killing them is not how we would do it anymore. We're in naked Mm. prey. It's just like, it's like, fuck, we're going to go kill everything we can see. And we're going to take this shit home. Massive profit. Big ear Ferengi. We're getting in there and we're going to get after it. Profit, baby. We're going to that ivory. Yeah. So um, and this guy's like the good guy's like, oh, I'm along, I'm I'm here for it. But at the end of the day, you know what? If I don't, I'm gonna go back to my farm. <laughs> it's like, oh, good. So you should stay at home at the farm, anyways. Then, uh, or not, or maybe, <laughs> or whatever. Go go back to where you came from, my oh, friend. Yeah, yeah South Africa's got the, the apartheid. <laughs> they, you know about uh, the apartheid, Jerry? Uh, yeah, they did. They sure yeah. did. Yeah, the apartheid, that's bad news. Um, Not great. What was I going to say? So anyways, I think the trophy hunting thing is so fucking lame, uh, which is too bad because I actually think the idea of this movie of man on the run in Africa, I think sounds incredible. Where it's just like a dude getting hunted by other other people and he's just like on the run. It's like, that sounds awesome. But he's like... He, at the end of the day, it's like, well, he was like less in the wrong in that situation because he tried to do the right thing, and, I know, now, he's but it, and now he's got to survive. Twisted, which, right? but well, yeah, I mean, like there'd be other ways potentially to do the same idea and maybe make it less questionable. You know, you know where the movie starts. It starts off with this dude in a cage, and then they're just like, "Hey, man, sorry, you drew the short straw. We got to hunt you now. All right, go." And then that's that's what you have for ninety minutes. No. Yeah, you just wash away all uh, pull, uh, all other things aside. You're just like, yeah, we're just hunting dudes. I, I don't know if like I'm. I, I feel like in some ways I'm like I'm, I feel like I'm rooting for uh, the hunters, the indigenous folk. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. you I'm want like, them to win. Um, get them, <laughs> get them, like, get them. Bite his dick off. Get him. Yeah. Bite it right off. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like I, I do think it's it's too bad because I do think the idea of this dude on the run being hunted, it's like that sounds cool. I wish like someone did this with like Mayan Aztecs, uh, like in a more of a religious context. Like that sounds wicked, you know, something like an apocalypse kind of theme or like mm-hmm. an apocalypto, some would say. Uh, some that would be, say that would be wicked. But um, yeah, no, it's I think it's it's really too bad. Um because I, I think the idea is cool, but then there's a lot of baggage with South African apartheid and how they're depicting these indigenous folk. And then like all the animal stuff, like I know I'm a broken record at this point, but it's just like, man, like, does there need to be 35 minutes of like continuous animal death in this? It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I know I don't it, like it. It really it is. Excessive. Uh, it is liberally uh, padded out. It's not even just like, because a lot of the times there's like the stuff where it's like this Cornell wild guy when he's killing an animal, it is done in this like off camera way where he's like, I'm going to put this thing in the foreground in the underneath where the camera would cut off and then I'm going to hack it down and then it's going to cut. So he's like, mm-hmm. I don't think he's actually killing anything. 
No, um, he isn't. No. And then they kind of cut around but... a lot of that. But then there's the the stock footage that they incorporate into it, and you're like, oh, there you go. And and some things they just flip and they flip the same footage to make it look like oh it's like another elephant being shot but we're just using the same one. It's just mirrored. Uh, it seems, yeah, it's just yeah. mirrored. Like oh, it's like multiple. We don't want people to like call us out on being cheap. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. yeah it would be like were animals harmed in the making of this film? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't recall seeing that, uh, but I didn't look either. Well, there's there's a there's lot like of some scenes like... of lions fighting other animals. There's the Komodo dragon and the snake killing each other, and you're just like, uh, you're like, I, okay. I'm not sure if like in a lot of these films too, their depiction of these villages, where it's just like everybody in the village just stands around while things are going on. Like it's always like a festival is that we is what you see people engaging in. They're not like it's not like a marketplace or going about cooking. They're just standing around, like. <laughs> being cruel uh or something doing ritualistic i think the, uh, the quote that's unquote it. thing is savages right where it's like mm. they can't even help themselves and you're just like well yeah. they have like when we when when we write this film when i write this is using the, the tropes that i've like using you know pulp shit and other uh you know fiction and non-fiction that would be there to justify uh mm-hmm. <laughs> the colonization it's, it's just not and, quite uh, there not, not great again yeah not great yeah, yeah i don't so know the, I'm, I'm not sure what the place of this type of work is other than like a historical document and being like kind of like Ooh, i guess we wouldn't do that anymore but there's some people like well we need to get back to this i mean this is when when society was really functioning well <laughs> well and that's the thing all these dudes who love shit like this they're just like this is like this is like manhood. This is humanhood. Like well, you well, need to de- hunt. I mean, we've talked. We like talked. Live. To, well, I mean, this fits into like. I mean, we've we've like uh, we we've called it you know dad cinema, right? But when I'm talking about I'm, dad movies, I'm talking about like Planet of the Apes and Star Trek, the original series. Taurus Bulba. Taurus Bulba. Taurus Bulba, not Naked Prey. I mean, this should be dad cinema, but it's not. If this was a 90-minute movie of a dude on the run getting hunted by tribesmen, it's like that would 100% be dad cinema. But then this movie's or, got a lot I mean, of I think it'd be, yeah, like, I mean, oh. or like other hunters, or maybe he turns on the hunters because he, sure. I don't know. Like, have like, yeah, I don't know. There's so other ways you could do this idea this. and make it in, in like, I don't know, use the same setting, I guess. Or like, just like yeah. be it like place, not just like, because it is like, it's it's Southern Africa. It's always Southern Africa. and Ooh. But it's like out in the wilderness, out in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere. And there's no one, and there's no one around, except for you know (laughs) Muslim slavers uh, in South Africa, and it's like, oh, good. Yeah. Hey, which animal death is worse, this the elephant or the giraffe in uh, Mysteries of an Organism? Oh Christ! I don't remember the giraffe. No, I put that stuff out of my head. Oh, Jared, I could never forget the giraffe. No. Oh man. No. It's just another animal getting shot and bled to death on screen. <laughs> so. Another one. Another one. Yeah. This one might be worse because of the the amount of animal death, but <clears throat> anyways. Yeah. Not for me. Uh let's take a look at people who love the naked prey. I can't imagine there's too many. Well, Johnny Andrews gives us five stars. This was a couple months ago. Pure movie making. Get fucking this guy's uh, from sh- New Zealand. 
And they have uh, Al Pacino as their avatar from Heat <laughs> saying the line, mm-hmm. ass. A chase film that never lets up and mostly visual, very little dialogue. An African safari is cut short when a member of the party insults the chief of a local tribe. Some grisly executions follow until our hero, played by Cornell Wobb, begins a foot chase that lasts the rest of the movie. Brilliant. Um, This fella from Auckland... You know the place. Uh, they misspelled cinephile in their thing. They didn't misspell cinephile, but they misspelled what they were trying to say. They have a three-star rating of the Mario Bros. movie, and they said, I'd be all up in Anya Taylor-Joy's pipes, too. Mamma mia. It's got four <laughs> likes, that, that huh. rating, okay. or that review. That's what Adrian has to say. A bona fide classic, if I ever saw one. I imagine this stirred the hearts of many a young adventurer when it came out in the 1960s, and the sheer adrenaline of that secondhand graze against death transcends time and language and culture. Holy fuck. I also watched this around dawn in a sleepover type scenario. (laughs) And I feel like that's the exact ambience one would need to enjoy this fever dream of a film. Holy fuck, buddy. Interesting. Uh, and I'm not saying it's a fever dream because it's weird for the sake of being weird. It's actually surprisingly sincere, and everything in it feels so lovingly crafted. It was clearly shot on location, and its leads were clearly running around the heat of some African savanna for days on end. A land that felt almost outside of time. Holy Christ. Mm-hmm. This is the target audience. The 21st century liberal in me kept cringing in anticipation of something racist or colonialist or outright offensive, but nothing of that sort ever came about. That's what what made it feel so surreal. Did they watch this movie? No. Well, or they're just, they just, they think it's great. They ignored that stuff? Well, I've got some. Yeah, this is the kind of film that feels like it lives in some liminal space, like it's tapping into some weird archetype at its core, and it's turning what could have been an aimless self-aggrandizing exercise into something surprisingly wholesome. Or maybe it's just me being Mm -hmm. sleep-deprived. Sounds like a pretty on... Yeah, see, I can tell you, this guy watched it like two months, three months ago, and loves it. And I'm like, there you go. Incredible. Incredible. Notice, like, I will say that I'll be curious to see if there's, like, not probably a mention of the animal violence at all, probably, which is really interesting because that's a pretty common thing with letterbox reviews now is that sort of stuff does get mentioned, but I don't know how many people are checking out the Naked Prey, but the five-star crowd, they're liking what they see. They don't so see this anything. guy's like, I was, I was watching for the colonialism, but that was fine. And then no mention of all the animals being killed on screen. It's like, hey, fuck them. They're not human. It's, it's some like... it's some savannah somewhere. People. It's, uh, a fantastic example of li- how little dialogue you actually need to both tell a story and show motivations and goals. The absence of subtitles for the Africans also sells this, but the actor is amazingly portraying all kinds of emotions. There's so many more movies that are silent that do that better than this. Like um, This rules so much. I'm a sucker for 1800s, 1900s survival stories. Yeah. So this fit perfectly, surprisingly brutal for a 60s movie. That's like a common thing, too. But like movies weren't violent in the 60s. It's like, uh, 
Sure. Not. Well, then. Holy fuck me. Look at the praise. One of the greatest and most influential action films ever made. This is my fifth viewing since the 1980s. If only Cornell Wilde's other films were this outstanding. Um, I mean, I watched that No Blade of Grass movie. I think that was okay. So, yeah, curious. Uh, So here's one more. more. I first saw The Naked Prey on VHS back in the early 90s when I was uh, but a very young man. It was one of my dad's favorites. Dad cinema. Revisiting all these years later was an interesting experience. The film is visceral. We begin with a thorough critique of the colonialist mentality. Do we, though? (laughs) Safari hunters shoot two dozen elephants with rifles for ivory. It's all in a day's work until they meet a tribe that asks for a small gift for their leader. When that gift is refused, we are taken to the other end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum? The barbarity of certain tribes. Their invention is of intricately grotesque deaths. Baking a fellow tribesman caked in mud over a pit. One thinks also of the ancient Greek torture of the brazen bull, or Ivan the Terrible's killing of people on a large grill, killing mm. the main safari hunter by pinning him to the ground and watching a cobra surrounded by flames make its angered and cornered deadly strike. It's like nothing. It's like nothing. Mm. But this idea that this is like the opposite side of barbarity, like the animal is it i don't understand the essayist in the criterion blu-ray booklet makes the point that the film is not quite politically correct that it plays neutrally with each side therein lies the lesson that mankind trades civilized barbarities for primitive ones and that these two worlds are really one in the same and this is a prelude to the chase itself a frightening run across the landscape a journey on which even the pursuers are shown to have doubts and failings intercut with the animal kingdom's own chases and dangers. I won't disagree with you at all if you don't like it. Cornell, Wild Stars, and Directs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably the the stuff I did appreciate was there was some effort by the director to give, like, little moments of a of agency to the tribesmen that are on the hunt. Like, you see them mourning their dead and being very upset and stuff like that. So that's yeah. good. Good. Baseline of humanity. That's not just, like, uh, evil, like monsters chasing him down but then there's this other shit right the oh look at the tribe how they're killing people mm-hmm. and like because that's the stuff that people remember they're like oh that could happen to me man yeah. if i was a big game hunter in africa i'd be in the same boat right now yeah yeah that's right i gotta be on my guard <laughs> but i gotta get but i gotta get that ivory <laughs> i don't know you go get ivory Oh, here's an here's an interesting little bit. Cornell Wilde was an Olympic level fencer, highly educated, <laughs> sure, uh, strikingly handsome. Well, I'm I I fit both of those bills, and nobody's talking about me like that. Someone, someone called it Supoib. Supoib. Oh. And what about and one more? Is brutality the way of men of beasts of the world? Uh. Who are the real monsters, sure? No. I don't know. I really don't know. Oh, these are, it's actually a fascinating reading some of these. Uh, like Zulu, I watched this as a kid, and again, like Zulu, it scared me. Watching it again all okay. these years later, does it stand up for me? Yes. 
set in the late 19th century made in 1964, it makes for uncomfortable viewing today in parts. Yet as a chase-based action film, it still holds up remarkably well. Uh, there are some great moments of tension. You are drawn into the world of a man who's literally running for his life. A man is roasted alive, cut from some versions, whilst others are hacked to death. So it is brutal at times. Is it racist? There are elements that are, are that are, but look when it was set. <laughs> what? <laughs> Again, uh, I don't know. This is, uh, yeah. Say, hey, I know they did bad stuff, but let's give them a break. This was like 30, 40 years ago. Well, this is also people writing about it this year, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there you, uh, people do, like, yeah. Yeah. They, they people... like to say, oh, that was before. <laughs> This is before times. Racism, racism was allowed in the seventies. It's go, all, well, but it's all over now. Yeah, you go. Know, oh, well, oh. Wow! Oh wow! Oh wow! Um, oh wow! Any final thoughts on the Naked Prey? Not for me. <laughs> no. Nope. And that's all I can say. This is uh, this guy. This is. This is not one of my guys. Not one of your guys. No, fair. This is not one of my fair. guys. Fair. Nobody thought it would be. Yeah. <sighs> well, yeah. after the break, mm-hmm. um, we're saved by the British. Which British? <laughs> British soldiers. Holy shit. It, 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 as, you know, the, as, aren't we always, though? Aren't we always... They never did anything bad to anybody ever. Oh my! Never. Well, not that I can tell. Not once. Yeah. Can't name a bad thing they've ever done. I can't. No. If you were um, given a, a sentence uh, where you had an opportunity to run for your life, mm-hmm. um, what crime would it have been worth it for? Um, in the years 2050, cigarettes have been outlawed by um, uh, the, the Trudeau hegemony. Uh, you know, humans, can, uh, Canadian citizens can no longer commit acts that are self-harm. And uh, the big dog here, You're the tobacco be, smuggler. I'd be ripping two at a time, and I'd say, I'd say, bring them on, baby, smoke them out. And then they, <laughs> they'd send, all, they'd send the uh, the woke liberals after me, and uh, oh no, 
I say, well, uh, and I go, we'll see who cancels who. Um, we'll, um, losers, and then I put the smokes out on my tongue, and then I'd light six more, and then keep running. And this is in your uh, goth stage. Oh, I'd be full goth, full bangs. I'd, I'd be looking like ba- uh, Blade, and I'd be like, let's go, girls. Mm-hmm. Let's throw hands with anyone who came up. You can email us at criterioncruise at gmail.com. Sure we'll read them next month. Eventually. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnlow. Mm-hmm. We're on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Google Play. Stitcher. We got a Patreon. Spotify. We got a Discord if you want to be on that. We got to be on Patreon to get there. Yeah. Next week, I think, a, I think a moment we've all been waiting for. I mean, since we started. Uh, next week. Alf Schoberg's Miss Julie from 1951. Can is you believe only, it, RJ? This is the only movie I wanted to watch since we started this film. Like every, I mean, every couple months you're like, hey, when are we getting to uh, Miss Julie? I'm a big Miss Julie guy. And I'll say, I don't know, man. I don't know. But here, a, we, it's snuck up on you. You can hear the enthusiasm in your voice. Just such a big Miss Julie fan. Large. Very large fan. I love it. <clears throat> well, I'm I'm tired, so yeah, we've been talking for like seven hours. 